Welcome to episode three of the Realty Caffeine podcast. My name is Jerry Robertson. We teach agents how to lead generate by referral. Our mission statement says agents who fail to lead generate go out of business quickly. So we teach them how to work by referral. This saves money, time, and allows them to focus on their clients, never having to resort to cold calling. In the other earlier episodes, I talked about how I got my business started and I, I did start out working by referral from the very beginning. I made lots of mistakes those first couple of years and I'm hoping to help keep you from making some of those mistakes. I focused on that referral thing by sending out newsletters. I had a database of 300 people when I started. And I knew them, I knew their names. I didn't know much more about them than that. I had mailing addresses for them and phone numbers for most of them, but I called almost no one. I wasn't comfortable calling them. And I now I understand why I wasn't comfortable calling them and I can help you with that. But early on, I went out looking for a coach. I went out looking for a company or an individual, someone who could help me work by referral. And I got a really bad start on the first one. I got connected to a coach who taught us how to manipulate people. And he did it by manipulating us. And it took me a little bit to figure out what was going on. But I quit that after I found a better coach. And and what I'm going to tell you is getting a coach, getting a mentor, getting someone to help you is important. And I can point you in the direction of some of that. I'm not going to be a coach. I'm not trying to keep you connected to me forever, but I do want to get you started off on the right foot. So since then, I've created a successful single agent business. I typically do between 20 and 30 deals a year, and I have a part-time assistant. And I'm pretty consistently in the top 10 in my office. Now, when we talk about this industry and and this this business in general, 85% of new agents will fail within three years. That means 15% make it. And I heard that early on in my my career and I said, gosh, that's that's just miserable. How, How am I going to avoid that? And one of the good things is the office I'm in, the numbers are a little better. It's, it's about 67% fail or move on. So 33% make it. And a lot of that has to do with the support and the training and all the stuff that we have in our company for agents who really want to work this business. What we find is about a third of them will actually do the work. A third will kind of work around it and a third just give up and they don't show up. So that's really how it breaks down. But three years ago, I began mentoring agents one-on-one. My office started a mentoring program and they assigned new agents to the mentors. And we had a half a dozen of us that were doing the mentoring. And one of the things, as I met with my mentees, the folks that I talked to, they were willing to pay me to help them. And they were paying a fairly significant percentage of their business to me for the ones that they closed. But as I sat and spoke with them, we laid out kind of what the plan was, how many deals they wanted to do, what kind of work they'd have to do to be able to make those numbers. But everybody had the same thing. When I asked them, how can I help you? They all said, 
I don't even know what to ask you. That was what they said. I don't know what to ask you. So I began to teach them from a list of things that they needed to ask me. I began doing that with them. And that's where we're going with the course that I'm working on. I'm going to speak more about that in just a minute. But I thought I'd touch on something I saw today in the one of the real estate groups on Facebook. I, I'm in several new agent kind of groups where agents will come in and ask questions. And there was one agent who had sent out mass text messages to people. And this person, the agent had gathered up, I don't know, she, I think she said that she bought a list of phone numbers from people. And so they were cold. They didn't know her. And she created through some sort of online tools, messages, text messages to everybody on the list. And somebody took exception to her text, got upset with her, found her name on the internet, gave her a bad review. And, and she's upset. She's upset because this person just, you know, really took her to task for what she'd done. And most of the agents in the group were talking about, well, just ignore them. You know, it's not important. Don't worry about it. And there were a few that I think really took a little different approach. And it's the approach I would take. If you don't know the person, if you don't know who you're talking to, if you don't have permission to contact them, especially by a text message, that's kind of an expected response. I mean, they're going to be upset with you. And it's actually against the law what she did. Um, it's, there's, a, there's a law called the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. And most people don't realize that this is something more expansive than a do not call list. It's where the do not call list came from. And the FCC manages that. They enforce that. But the TCPA regulates telemarketing calls, auto-dialed calls, like expired listing dialers use, pre-recorded calls, text messages, and unsolicited faxes. Now, we're not so much into unsolicited faxes anymore, but an unsolicited text message, you got to have somebody's permission, I mean, legally, to contact them. And there are significant fines involved, or they can threaten to sue you. I read an article today about a company that put together a little kit to teach you how to send them a pre-litigation demand letter. So they find out who you are and they threaten to sue you in court and you settle. You settle for 300 bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, whatever it is to keep from going to court. It gets expensive. And I think you know, it comes back to having the permission, having the relationship, the communication permission to talk to this person. I'll share a story that is in my past. I, I used to keep a, a mailing list, an email list later on, and I would say stay in touch with folks that I, I felt like I could contact. I had a lot of emails and I'd send out an email once a week or a couple times a month. And it would be text, you know, technical tips and various things. I mean, I kind of look back at it now and laugh because it wasn't all that different than sending out cookie recipes, which I laugh at now. But there was one person who took exception to my emails. Now, I did this in a way that I used mail merge and I got it kind of personal. 
You know, I used their first name and the email and everybody got an email of their own. It was not a blind copy email. It wasn't a, a mass, you know, group message that went out to people. And I honestly don't remember the name of the young lady. I say she's young lady. I don't know. But let's say her name's Angela. And I sent out an email to Angela every week, every, well, maybe every month. Let's say it was that. And it was kind of personal because I said, hey, Angela, you know, and I would write the email in a way that sounded like it was me writing to her. Well, she wrote me back after two years of this. And she said, you're kind of creepy. She said, you don't even know who I am and you treat me like I'm your best friend. Please take me off your list. Don't email me anymore. So I was kind of set back when looking at that, but I, you know, sure enough, I went and looked at the list and I, and I had gotten her email through a phone conversation. She'd called on one of my listings and I'd, I'd gotten her email and had permission to send her pictures of the property that she was interested in, but I didn't have permission to stay in touch with her and to keep going. So I, I took her name off my list. And as I thought about it, you know, I didn't have a face to go with her name. All I had was her name and her email address. Didn't even have a phone number anymore. And that's kind of the way this is with the text messages and blasting out to people. I don't even like the term an email blast. You're going to send, you're going to blast your clients. That just doesn't seem like an appropriate way to behave. So I just want to say, you know, in, in, I want to say, take a look at your database take a look at your list look who's on there if you know them great stay in touch with them if you have permission to continue to contact them great stay in touch with them but if you don't and you can't figure out a way to make that relationship better don't blast an email at them you're not really helping you're not going to get the business out of it that you're hoping work on building those relationships and be careful out there because that Telephone Consumer Protection Act, it's got real teeth and people are really, really doing something to cost you money if you continue to do that. So that's all I've got for this podcast. I would like to mention that I've gotten module one of the um, referral focused MREA based course for the solo agent is up and running. It's on teachable.com. You'll find me there if you go to jerryrobertson.teachable.com. You can find the course directly. Or you can come to jerryrobertson.me and you'll find a, a way to get to the course from there. But like I said, module one's up and running. It's ready to go. I'm releasing modules over the next few weeks as we get them completed. While I'm working on this course and putting things together, I would love to hear from you. If you're willing to sign up for this course as we're putting it together, you'll save some money. We've discounted it by $100. If you'll sign up, you'll get access to the entire course. And during the time that we're building it, you're going to have access to me directly. We've included two hours of coaching and that would be a Zoom call that I would host. You and I could talk online face to face and we'll help you with your business. It's time to start planning and getting your business ready to go. And you're gonna have a direct support path to me and, and a way to help influence the course. Ask your questions, maybe we'll include it in the course and we would love to talk to you about it. But time, module one's timely because it's about planning and organizing your new business. And 
it's already 2020 for most of us in this business. There aren't any more closings in December, most likely. And if that's the case for you, then you're looking at 2020 as you're doing your business. So head over to jerryrobertson.me for more info and you can sign up there. I really appreciate your time. You've made it all the way to the end. And I just want to say thanks for listening.